welcome to New City Online. I'm Ron. And I'm Alexia. And thanks so much for tuning in. Hey, if it's your first time checking out New City Online, we want to say a special welcome to you. If you're ready to take that step in connecting with New City Church, we want to make that as easy as possible. You can go to our website, newcity.us slash connect, fill out the form there, and I'll be in touch with you this week. So today we're continuing our series of how to grow in your faith. And we're gonna be talking about growing in personal relationships and how that brings us um, closer to Jesus. And we have three great events coming up to help you grow in your personal relationships. One of them is Group Link. And if you wanna connect to a community group, this is the way to do it. So join us virtually in February to do that. Another one is New City Women's Virtual Retreat. If you are over it, if you are done with this time, then join that event to be encouraged. And married couples, if you are wondering how to con continue to connect in this time, join us for date night at home. You can find out more about all these events online at newcity.us slash events. And New City family, we wanna say thank you. Thank you so much for your generosity this past year. It's really helped us in our ministry, not only here in the city, but around the world. If you wanna take a step in partnering with us financially, you can do so by going to our website, newcity.us give. Now today we're joined by our special guest worship leader, Travis. So let's get ready to worship together. Well, hello, welcome to New City Online. We're so glad that you're here with us watching wherever that is from. Uh, we'd love for you to stand up and go ahead and sing with us. Words are on the screen.
21 is already kind of starting out to be a crazy year, but it's something that's super important for us to remember is God is still in control. I know it's easy for me to forget that at times. And so this next song we're gonna sing, I wanna encourage it, or I wanna encourage you, let this song remind you that God is bigger and he's still in control. And speak to me when the silence steals my voice, you understand me, yes, you understand me. And come to me in the valley of unknowns, you understand me, yes, you understand me, yes, you understand me, God. As you understand me, so I throw all my cares before you. My doubts and fears don't scare you. You're bigger than I thought you were. You're bigger than I thought. So I stop all negotiations with the God of all creation. You're bigger than. Bigger than I thought you were. Come on, sing it. I believe. And I believe. I held my unbelief. You want to say. Save me as you do. So help. 
for us. Lord, we love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us today at New City Online. We're excited to have you. I know for some of you, this might be your very first time tuning in online. My name is Chris. I'm one of the pastors here at New City. And we started a conversation last week about how to grow your faith. And we defined faith last week as this trust this confidence, this belief in who Jesus is. And in fact, Jesus says that it's that belief in him, it's that trust and confidence in him that he's gonna build us and grow us. And, and all throughout the scriptures, uh, there, are, there are so many principles about, about how we can grow that faith and that trust and confidence in who Jesus is. And so we wanna share five of those in this series as we start a, a new year together and all of us endeavor to, to take a step closer to Jesus in our faith journey. And, and speaking of faith, Donald Barnhouse uh, defined faith this way. He said, you know, faith is not a mushroom that, that grows overnight in, in damp soil. It's, it's really more like an oak tree that grows over a thousand years under the, the blast of, of wind and, and rain. And I love that because last week we talked about uh, the first part of the series, this first step in growing our faith, practical teaching. And in the passage that we discussed together, Jesus says, you know, uh, 
the rain and the wind and, and the floods come against the person who's built their house on the truth of Jesus and, and, it, and it won't tear it down. It won't, it won't destroy faith. In fact, it'll build it up. And that person is really wise because they've not only heard uh, what, what God's truth is, but they've, they've put it into practice. And so we defined practical teaching that way. This first step of growing our faith is, is not only being hearers of the word, but also applying it and being doers of the word. And today we're going to uh, take another step in how to grow your faith by talking about providential relationships. And we're going to look at Acts, the 18th chapter. So if you have your Bibles or you have the New City app open, it's already preloaded there with the passage and the notes to follow along. So be, be turning there to Acts chapter 18. And we're going to look at verses one through four in this incredible providential relationship and, and how God uses that to, to build our confidence and, and our trust and our hope in him. Next week, we're going to look at private disciplines from Mark chapter one and the model of Jesus as he, as he broke away and spent time in solitude and prayer with the Father and just the importance of, of cultivating private disciplines in our life and our growth with Jesus. And then next, we're gonna look at personal ministry about how God calls us to join him in, in servant leadership and how when we serve other people and we join in the mission of God, we actually grow our faith. You know, one of the things that we talk about around here at New City is that, that servant leadership is our offering. It, it, it's, it's an overflow of what God's doing in our hearts. And as we serve other people in various ways and various forms and fashions, God actually is discipling us and helping us to take more steps in growing our own faith. And then we're gonna finish the series together here at New City uh, by talking about pivotal moments. These, these only God moments, as we call them around here, where God just shows up and you know that you know that you know that God is working. And, and, and every day is not like that, right? Wouldn't you agree with me? Every day is not that way. But there are some days and some moments that are. And God wants us to kind of wrap our hearts around those moments and remember and know that we know that we know that God is working, that he's with us, that he has a, a purpose and a mission for us. And, and, and those moments help to grow our faith. But today we're gonna talk about providential relationships relationships. And hopefully you've made your way over to Acts chapter 18. And before we jump into the passage, let me just give kind of a quick working definition of what a providential relationship is. A providential relationship is simply this. It's someone that God puts in your story to show you his story. Someone God puts in your story to show you his story. Let me say it a different way. It's somebody that God puts in your life through his sovereignty that, that intersects with your life to help you to see more of him, to help you to see more of who God wants you to be and to take that next step towards the purpose and the mission that God has created you uniquely for. And in that, it helps to grow our faith. God uses other people to help us grow our faith. We were designed to live in community. You know, I, I love the, the, the movie, Lord of the Rings and, and, and all and all. The, the messages that come through there about who God is and, and the mission that God's designed us for. Many of you who are Lord of the Rings fans will remember the relationship between uh, Frodo and Sam. And, and it had, you know, it kind of had its ups and downs, but all throughout Frodo is trying to pursue this, this mission. And there's all kinds of obstacles that stand in the way of his mission, but all along Sam is, is journeying with him. And he sees himself, right, as this providential relationship that somebody who is meant to connect with this person to help them to 
achieve their mission. And over and over again, we see Frodo trying to, to kind of walk away from him and, and, and saying, I've got to go by myself. I've got to do this on my own, which sometimes can be the lie that we believe is that I'm all alone. I'm the only one and, and I've got to do this on my own. And, that, and that's sort of what Frodo was believing. And so finally in one scene, many of you will remember, uh, Frodo has, has uh, paddled away on a lake away from Sam and Sam's on the shore, you know, screaming out to him, wait, wait. And he says, he says these words, he says, I'm going alone. And, and, and maybe you've said that before. I'm going alone. I got to do this on my own. I'm the only one who understands. I'm the only one that can do this. And I, I love this scene because Sam cries out to him. I know you are, and I'm going with you. That's what a providential relationship is. It's somebody that sees the story of God in you and is committed to you and helping you to see more of God and what God has designed you to be. And, and God uses those people to grow our faith in profound ways. Uh, the writer of Proverbs says it this way. He says, whoever walks with the wise becomes what? Wise. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Now, there's, there, there's a lot that we could pull from this one verse, Proverbs 13, 20, is in terms of providential relationships and living in community. But let's just stop with the first part. Whoever walks with wise people, providential relationships becomes wise. I, I used to say it this way when I was a, a student pastor to all of my students. I would say it to, to each of you. Show me your friends. Show me, the, show me the people that you've surrounded yourself with or that you've chosen to, to, uh, to be with. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Surround yourself with wise people, with godly people that see the purposes of God, the mission of God, and you're going to see that. Surround yourself with fools and you're going to become foolish and make foolish, foolish decisions. That's, that's the power of community and relationship. Uh, my, my, my dad, some of you may know a little bit of my story. My, my, my dad uh, drove truck for UPS and that's what got him to Charlotte. And on his route up uptown, he would stop by Rexall Drugs that used to be on Graham Street. And it just so happened that my mother worked the counter at Rexall Drugs. And so every day when he would drop off packages, they would interact and that's how they met. And that's eventually how they you know, fell in love and were married and how I got here. And then they moved to Matthews. And they just so happened to move onto a street uh, that was surrounded by a lot of people who were Christ followers. And some of you have, may have heard me share my story before where, where my mom was invited into a, a, a neighborhood tea with some other later, ladies who lived in the neighborhood. And it just so happened uh, that that group of ladies was studying the book of Romans. And so when she got there, she thought she was just gonna have tea, but really it was a conversation about Jesus and who Jesus was and studying the scriptures together and encouraging her. There was a providential relationship for her. And it just so happened that another one of those neighbors became one of my dear friends, all throughout my life. And he went to a college, he was a year ahead of me and kept telling me about this college. And that's the college that I ended up going to. And it just so happened that my junior year that this really pretty girl that sat beside me in biology class named Jen would become my future wife and on and on and on, all through providential relationships. That's the power of God working in and through our lives. And all throughout the scriptures, 
we see these providential relationships because again, this is how God wired us to grow in our faith. So all throughout the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, there's these stories of people intersecting with other people's lives to help them to see the story of God, becoming providential relationships to them. And one of those stories is found in Acts chapter 18. And I wanna read to you verses one through four. It's the story of Paul, the apostle Paul, and a man named Priscilla and his wife, or a man named Aquila and his wife Priscilla and how the three of them became just fast friends and providential relationships to one another. And here's their story in Acts chapter 18. Let me just read to you the first four verses. God's word to you today. After this, Paul left Athens and he went to Corinth and he found a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to leave Rome. And when he, and he went to see them, Paul went to see them. And because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked for they were tent makers by trade. Verse four. And he reasoned in the synagogue, Paul did every Sabbath and tried to persuade Jews and Greeks. Now there's a lot here in this passage about this providential relationship between the three of them. But let's start with where are they? Because some details are given here by Luke about how they meet together. They meet in a city called Corinth, but that's not where they started out, right? If you read Acts chapter 17, Paul is in a, a city called Athens. So he's about 46 miles um, east of Corinth. And that's where he's preaching. And if you, again, if you go and read chapter 17, Paul is preaching brilliantly, um, trying to persuade people in the city of Athens in, the, in the, the Grand Areopagus. And there's not a whole lot of fruit that's mentioned after he preaches so well. A few people agree to hear him a little bit more and many people mock him and make fun of him and threaten him. So he makes his way under difficult circumstances west to Corinth. Now, Priscilla and Aquila, we learn here in our passage, were, were from where? They were from Rome. So all the way up here in Italy, hundreds of miles away. And because the Roman emperor Claudius uh, kicks all the Jews out of Rome, they have to leave. And they just so happen to find their way in Corinth. So, so let's just stop right there for a moment. Um, Paul, of course, is on one of his missionary journeys and he's going from town to town preaching. But we don't see in chapter 17 that he really wanted to go to Corinth. He, he had finished preaching there and there wasn't a whole lot of fr fruit and he was being threatened and he was being mocked. So under difficult circumstances, he makes his way to Corinth. Then Priscilla and Aquila, who had no desire to leave their business and their home in, in, in Rome, make their way to Corinth under persecution. And we learn about Claudius in Acts chapter uh, 11 that he was a disaster as an emperor. There were all kinds of famines and all kinds of crises that happened under his leadership. And this is one of them, these difficult circumstances that, that, that forced them to leave their home in Rome and go to Corinth. What, what point am I making? It's, it's about God's providence and how God uses even difficult circumstances. No, especially he uses difficult circumstances sometimes to physically move us, to spiritually move us, to relationally move us, to get to people that he wants us to be with. People who intersect and come into our story to help us to see more of his story. And what else do we learn in this passage? It was actually through difficult circumstances that they make their way to Corinth, but it was also through the circumstance of work that allowed them to intersect with one another. It was through their common profession. They were both tent makers. They were leather workers. And so when Paul finds that out and hears about them, he goes to visit them. And their relationship is, um, 
is initiated and it grows because of their common faith in Jesus. And again, Priscilla and Aquila become these fast friends with Paul and encourage him in his God-given mission to see more of the story and to go further. We know that in, in, in Acts chapter 19, that Paul goes from Corinth on to Ephesus. And we know that Priscilla and Aquila accompanied him to Ephesus and continued to support his ministry financially and spiritually and with prayer and with a providential friendship. Amazing. Priscilla and Aquila were amazing Christ followers. Paul was an amazing Christ follower. God brings them together to help each of them to grow their faith further. And that's what he does in providential relationships. I wonder right now, as we talk about a common profession and, and, and difficult circumstances and, and all the ways that brought them together, I wonder who might be in your path right now, who might be somebody that you're working with, who might be somebody that, that lives on your block that God has providentially placed you around because he means for you to be a providential relationship with one another. That's the example that we see in Acts chapter 18. And, and I'm gonna say more about this at the end of the message, but actually this relationship between Paul and Aquila and Priscilla becomes a relationship that blesses so many other people. It's not just for the three of them. It becomes a relationship that carries on with other people. And we learn in verse five here, by the way, real quickly in Acts chapter 18, that Silas and Timothy, who were Paul's regular missionary companions, that they weren't with him when he first goes to Corinth. So he's by himself. And, and many of you feel by yourself right now. I wonder right now if you feel lonely. You know, in the midst of everything that's going on with COVID and, 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 and not being able to gather together in the ways that we would like to, so many of us are experiencing loneliness. And it's out of Paul's loneliness that he meets Priscilla and Aquila. His regular companions are not with him. We're not sure exactly why, but they didn't go initially with him to Corinth. And it's in that space of loneliness that Paul meets Priscilla and Aquila and this new relationship and friendship is formed. And I wonder what might be happening in your life right now and how God might be positioning you even through difficulty, difficult circumstances or even loneliness or whatever it might be to help you to see someone else that God has put in your story to help you to see more of his story, exactly what a providential relationship is. So when we talk about providential relationships, we talk about God's providence, right? And we see that in Acts chapter 18 and we see that in our own lives, but what is our responsibility? Like what, what is our part in providential relationships? What, what can we do in this? Because Paul plays a part. He goes and sees Priscilla and Aquila. Paul cultivates that relationship. You know, what, are, what, are, what is our part in providential relationships beyond what God is just doing and orchestrating our lives? Let me just share a couple of things with providential relationships that we can do. The first is to cultivate them. To, to, to really see them as God's way of helping us to grow our faith. And the best way that I can tell you to do that in cultivating these providential relationships is to place yourself in community. Place yourself in community. Community doesn't happen on accident. We don't, by the way, uh, growing our faith doesn't happen on accident. We, we don't drift our way into a closer relationship with Jesus. It, it's intentionality. And so being intentional about cultivating these relationships and the best way for us to do that as Christ followers is to be in biblical community. We talk about all the time here at New City that community is our design. It's one of our core values here. That in other words, that God wired us up 
to live in community with other people. And, and as Christ followers, it's, it's not just common friendships. We really believe that it's, that it's these, um, these relationships that help us to grow closer to Jesus, that it's a, a biblical community. It's that God gives us a design for what that looks like, places where we can connect with each other, where we can care for each other, where we can study God's word together, and where we can go and serve together. We can, we can cultivate each other's gifts and go and, and experience serving other people together. That's what biblical community is all about. And that's why we foot stomp all the time around here. And I will again, that we need to place ourselves into community. It's not an easy thing to do. Many of us in our feelings and our emotions, we want to stay private and to ourselves, but God calls us to take the step, just like Paul did to go see Priscilla and Aquila. In his loneliness, he goes and sees them. He cultivates the relationship and you've got to do the same. Here's one very practical way to do that before I move on to the next thing is group link. We have group link around here a couple of times a year and it's coming up on February the 7th, Sunday, February the 7th. It's gonna be online this year. So you can tune in from wherever you are to join group link. And here's the link right here. It's newcity.us slash group link. Newcity.us slash group link. So if you're taking notes this morning or on your phone, you're writing them out, go ahead and just write down that link, newcity.us slash group link. You can go and register and you can go ahead and put it on your calendar, 1 p.m. February the 7th, group link. It's the easiest way to get in community here at New City. We've got men's groups, women's groups, couples groups. We've got all kinds of different groups that meet in all kinds of different ways and spaces. So I really wanna encourage you to cultivate providential relationships by jumping into biblical community because it's oftentimes and those circles of community that we're able to meet other people that are supposed to intersect our story to help us to see more of God's story. That might be your group leader. It might be another couple or person in the group that, that God uses that group to connect you and to grow that relationship. So the first thing is cultivate providential relationships. And the best way we can cultivate them is by jumping into biblical community. Here's the second thing, invest in them. Once you identify through the help of the Holy Spirit, asking God, God, help me to see the providential relationships in my life. Bring those people into my story so I can see more of your story. And by the way, that's a prayer that God loves to answer. Ask God to help you to see those people in your life, to bring them into your story so that you can see more of his story. And once he begins to reveal that to you, that person or those people who are meant to be those providential relationships to help you grow your faith, invest in them. You say, Chris, well, what does that mean? What are you saying? Well, you can't invest in every relationship equally. So what I'm saying is that when God reveals who those providential relationships are, invest in them, spend time with them. And one of the ways that you can do that is to invite yourself into what they're doing. Don't ask those people to just come and join you, you know, and drink coffee where you drink coffee and meet with you on your time frame or whatever. You ask to join their story. Hey, can I come see you at your office? Hey, can I come and, and join you here? Hey, hey, hey can I come and help you lead the group? Or could you show me how you do this? You invite yourself to join journey with them and invest in those relationships. It's crucial in cultivating and investing providential relationships. And here's the third thing, see the story of God in and through them. See the story of God in them. And what do I mean by that? See the bigger picture and story of what God is doing in and through that person in your life that God has brought that person through his sovereignty and providence into your life for such a time as this, because we have, we have um, friendships and providential relationships that are for a, a season. We have uh, providential relationships that are for a reason and we have providential relationships that are for life. So a season, a reason, and for life. Some of the relationships are just for a season. Some of them are for a specific reason. Some of them are for life, but see God's bigger story in all of them. 
See what God is doing. I love the story of Edward Kimball. I've told this story before. You know that he was Dwight Moody's Sunday school teacher. And he says that one day God just told him, you need to go and invest in this relationship. You need to cultivate it and see the story of God in and through this kid named Dwight. And he invested in him. He shared Jesus with him. And you know the rest of the story. Dwight Moody became one of the most famous evangelists of all time and invested in a lot of of people all the way down to Billy Graham. You can read that story online if you're interested. There's a direct connection from Dwight Moody to Billy Graham, but the real connection was to Edward Kimball, this providential relationship that saw the bigger story in Dwight's life and chose to cultivate and, and, and invest in that relationship. Here's the fourth and final thing. Become a providential relationship for someone else. You know, I've talked a lot about what you gain and how you grow your faith um, and receiving from providential relationships. But now we're going to talk about what you give in relationship because it goes both ways. And you need to begin to see yourself as a providential relationship for someone else or, or some other people in your life because God wants to use you in the lives of other people. It's not just about what you can get from other people around you. It's also about what you can give. And in this relationship, uh, Acts chapter 18, the, the friendship between Priscilla, Aquila, and Paul, it goes both ways and we see that. And I love towards the end of Paul's life as he's getting closer to his arrest and his martyrdom, he writes a letter back to the church at Rome. This is several years later after Acts chapter 18. And in the final chapter in Romans chapter 16, he begins to give some greetings and some thoughts. And guess who he mentions in his thoughts for the church at Rome? You got it, the providential relationship, Priscilla and Aquila. Here's the words, Romans chapter 16, verses three and four. Paul writes this, he says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. They, they were tent makers. That was the work that brought them together. Now he sees their work as fellow workers in Christ Jesus, their common purpose in the gospel. And then verse four, listen to this. This is amazing. They risk their necks for my life to whom not only I give thanks, but all the churches of the Gentiles give thanks as well. What an amazing statement that when Paul is nearing the end of his life and he's writing this letter to the church at Rome, which by the way, Aquila and Priscilla were probably back in Rome. The persecution had lifted and they've probably moved from Corinth back to Rome now. So they're a part of the Roman church. They would have been receiving this letter when Paul wrote it. And how amazing for them to hear their names mentioned by the apostle Paul in Romans 16 verses three and four. And he says, now they're my common workers in Christ. We're partners together in the gospel. But moreover, he says, this couple, they risk their necks for my life. They put their life on the line for my life. They intersected my life and helped me to see the greater story of God. They invested in me. And then he finally says this, I give thanks for them, but don't miss this. Verse four, Romans 16. All the Gentile churches give thanks for Priscilla and Aquila. All means all, and that's all all means. All the churches, all the Gentile churches, all the mission that that Paul was about in spreading the gospel all around the known world, Paul gives thanks to this providential relationship with Priscilla and Aquila for all that they've done to help him to see God's story and to spread the gospel to other people. And he gives thanks for them. What a thing to have said about us. I wonder who in your life, just as we close here today by application, I wonder who in your life would be able to write these words about you towards the end of their life. 
I give thanks for, and you fill in the blank, because they've invested in me in this way. They risked their necks for me. And now so many other people, generations of people give thanks for this providential relationship. I wonder secondly, who those providential relationships might be in your life. Who is that one person as you ask God to help reveal it to you that God has placed in your story to help you to grow your faith? Remember, providential relationships are one of the key ways that God helps to grow our faith. And providential relationships, bottom line, are this. is someone that God puts in your story to help you to see his story. Someone God puts in your story to help you to see his story. Someone that God places in your life to help you to see more of the life of God and the faith and the mission and the purpose that he's calling you to. To him alone be the glory today. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we ask you to give us wisdom to be able to see through the power of your Holy Spirit, the providential relationships that you have placed in our life today. So I pray for each one of my friends today that you would help them to see those people that you have intersected in their story to help them to see more of your story, to help them to see more of you, Jesus, and to grow in their faith closer to you. We give thanks for each and every one of these people. We give thanks for the providential relationships that you're going to bring into our lives. And God, we, we, we wanna be that for someone else. We wanna be a providential relationship, somebody that intersects with another person's story to help them to see more of your story. Whether that's someone in our family, someone at work, someone in our neighborhood, help us to be that person that later on in their life, they give thanks for because the relationship helped them to see more of you, Jesus, and grow in their faith. And all of these things today, give us the wisdom to know what you're speaking to us through your word today about providential relationships. And would you help every single one of us today, right in this moment, to have the faith to take our next step closer to you, Jesus. We pray this for your glory and in your name, amen.
prayer for you this week, New City family, that you would rest in the Father's hands. If you would, extend your hands for a benediction as we go today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Turn his countenance to you and give you peace. Go in peace, New City.